Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am ready to dive into week two of Matt James' journey to find love. Mike Johnson from season 15 of The Bachelorette and season six of Bachelor in Paradise is going to join me to do just that in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to give you guys some news updates. As we discussed last week, Peter the Pilot and Kelly Flanagan are no more, but he still moved to New York City without her. And we recently learned that Kelly is also still moving to New York City. She posted 2021 has been a tough year, but if I've learned anything the last couple of days, it's just to keep pushing through no matter what life throws at you. I'm still making the move to New York. I'm excited to share my next chapter with you guys, and I'll be trying to be as open as I can, knowing that I hit struggles along the way. In the meantime, I'm trying to figure out my future living situation in New York, searching for a roommate and apartment, spending time with my friends and family, and focusing on my career. After all this, it's been amazing to reflect and realize how grateful I am for all the good I have in my life. So this is kind of interesting. I feel like there's just more to that story because I thought that maybe the move to New York was why they went their separate ways that clearly we're having some issues anyway. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. If we're not going to try anymore, if I'm going to live on the East coast, but she's going too. And you know, New York's a big city, but like I could just see these two rekindling something down the line. Um, Peter was also caught by the paparazzi TMZ. And he told them that he is still hurt by the breakup. He said, that's part of it. But I'll always have an incredible amount of love in my heart for Kelly. So there's no hard feelings there. It's obviously a tough time for both of us, but I just got to stay strong and look forward to the future, you know? So Peter is, you know, opening up to paparazzi about his breakup. And that's just like a great start to his, his clean slate. So it should be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, regarding Carly and Evan, there's still silence on Evan's side, which I think is interesting. Um, Carly continues to post YouTube vlogs and she makes references to how hard it is and how she hopes to find love again in the future. Um, very active on Instagram with her kids and Evan has been quiet. And I think that's a conscious decision. Um, I'm predicting maybe a lengthy interview on Ben and Ashley I's podcast within the next six months. Just throwing that out there in case I'm right. I feel as though like when Sean Booth didn't comment about Caitlin Bristow for a long time, and then he cried on the Almost Famous podcast. I could see that for Evan. Um, whereas Carly and Caitlin are more, you know, opening up to fans all the time. So that's just my guess. I feel like he has to say something. I don't think he's just going to move on. But who knows? Um, there's also some Colton and Cassie news. We have not talked about them in a hot minute. Um Obviously, Colton and Cassie had a very messy breakup this summer. There was a restraining order involved. It was dropped in November by Cassie. Colton, you know, released a statement confirming it, making sure it was out there. Um, and 
Cassie has this rumored boyfriend. His name is Brighton, Brighton Reinhardt. And in the past, um, they have denied that they are dating. Um, Brighton told Us Weekly exclusively in August that they're just friends and have been for four or so years. Um, that does has not stopped speculation through the fall about their relationship. People were saying maybe she didn't want to confirm she was dating so soon after the Colton split. There was obviously a lot of messiness there. So it's unclear if they're 100% dating or if they are just friends. But either way, this guy released a song called Creep. And people are saying that the lyrics are about Colton. He sings, quote, you can't stop thinking about my baby. What was once yours in the world is changing. God, I hope you get your thinking right. GPS on the underside told her everything would be just fine. Damn, I can't believe these guys. Now, it would be quite, quite the coincidence if he was singing about a GPS being under a car when Colton was accused of doing just that to Cassie's car. Um, again, they have not commented on this. He has turned off the comment section of his YouTube video because, of course, everyone is saying that. Bachelor fans are also all up in his Instagram comments. Um, but these lyrics, I mean, they speak for themselves. We thought Driver's License, the song with the High School Musical, the musical series was, you know, obvious lyrics, but that whole love, teen love triangle. This is, quite frankly, has to be about Colton. I mean, I hope you get your thinking right. GPS on the underside. Damn, I can't believe these guys. That is... That is a lot to unpack. And I hope that Colton doesn't react or reach out to Cassie or anything like that. I hope he just lets it go because that could not end well for anyone. And also for Cassie's sake, I hope he's keeping a distance because that was just an unhealthy, really not great relationship. But I don't know. I don't think her rumored boyfriend releasing the song is going to help the situation. Uh, but I can't wait to see if anyone does clap back and... You know, maybe Creep will take over the radio stations. I have a hard time thinking it will, but who knows? We're talking about this guy, Brighton Reinhardt, for the first time. Um, so that's your little news recap. We're going to do this every week, keep you up to date. You know, usmagazine.com has everything you need to know in Bachelor Nation. But now it's time to jump into the Matt James episode two recap with Mike Johnson. I am back now joined by Mike Johnson, who you know from Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, from Bachelor in Paradise. Since I've last spoken to him, he has a podcast, he's a TV host, he's an author. He's doing a lot, and we're going to circle back to that. But first, Mike, how are you? Honestly, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm, I'm doing great. Can't complain. Wow. I'd love to hear it. Are you ready to talk about this episode of The Bachelor? Like the journey. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's do it. So first of all, Matt James overall, you told me that before Matt left to film, you spoke to him. Is that correct? Yes. And what did you say to our Bachelor? It, simply, it was two things. One, uh, and this is the, I'll say it in order. One, do exactly what your mom told you to be. Like, be the man that your mom told you to be. And two, have the best body you could possibly have. <laughs> I feel like he listened. That was it. That was it. That's all I said. Like he's he's great. So I mean, he's going to do a wonderful job. And I've never yeah. been I've never been a bachelor, so I don't know the ins and outs. I just know that you need to be a great human being, and everyone likes a little sex appeal. I mean, sex sells, and they are definitely making Matt take off his shirt, and I appreciate it personally. <laughs> it's making me go to the gym. I'll say that. It's it's inspiring all of us to get those resolutions yeah. in order. Fine. Um, so this season, we're, we're on episode two. We have a lot going on already. And I guess we can just start with the first one-on-one -on -one date. Brie, I feel yeah. like she is an early favorite. Yes. I think, like, this season is showing all the questions that we get, like, when people run into us on the street is, like, one of the questions they ask is, is it real? And 
we're seeing this process through the one-on-one he had with Bree, and I believe the other young lady's name starts with the S. Sarah. Uh, Sarah, yes. Through the one-on-ones, we're seeing that this process is real as long as you're open and honest and transparent and, like, talk about the big things. Like, we don't have time to talk about small talk. You're right. Yeah. I think that maybe that started with Tasha because her season also had kind of like a serious undertone and she was very candid and they spoke about religion and stuff. And now it's like kind of followed through. Whereas in the past, I feel like we always see more superficial conversations, but I just never knew if they cut that out. I, I don't know if they cut everything out. Uh, I can only speak for myself. I'm not sure yeah. if they cut everything out. Yeah. Maybe because of the climate in the world right now. I don't know. I feel like that might be part of it. Like people are looking for something more serious to watch yeah. and it just feels like insensitive and not right if they don't address certain things. I don't know, but it's definitely more serious. But at the same time, this is like kind of a catty, catty group of chicks. I mean, we love to have catty chicks. Me, if I were the bachelor, I, and I feel bad for Matt, like to deal with catty individuals, but you got to have that. It makes great TV, right? I mean, it does. And the Victoria of it all, it's like impossible not to just dive into because even when they gave the first date card and Brie got the date and she didn't, she was immediately upset. She was immediately yeah. like judging the way she put on the helmet. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> These girls are watching the dates from afar. Like, what do you think it is about Victoria that she's already spiraling? <laughs> I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't say, but I don't really give a crap. Yes. I think she's trying to take Demi's crown. Like, she's not going to be able to. It's not going I to agree. happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so the thing about her, I totally agree. I feel like she came into this show with wanting this kind of to be her role. And yeah. she's leaning into it a little much, whereas sometimes the quote-unquote villains, they blame the edit or whatever. And you kind of can see that. Like, maybe there this was produced. I feel like this is all her. No, this is her. Like, oh, this is 100% her. This is what she wants, you know? Some people go on a show to find love. I'm not saying that she doesn't want love. I'm certain she actually does want love. But in addition, if not more so, she wants to ascertain some att some attention. And she's getting it. Yeah, she's getting it. We're talking about her. We are talking about her. And Matt James said on Jimmy Kimmel or something that the women, there are women who liked Victoria from what he understands. So I wonder if we are seeing like she does have allies or if, because it feels like right now they're all just like tiptoeing around her because they don't want to be her next like victim. I don't blame them. Like, I don't blame them. They don't want that smoke. They don't want no smoke. No, I mean, and during Hannah's season, I feel like obviously like Luke P was like the quote unquote villain bad guy. Did you guys have a decent relationship with him in the house or no? I don't even remember or what Luke we did. P, Luke P didn't want no smoke with me, but I, I would say that there were like, Luke is not a bad human being. He's, he's really not. I, People in my DMs have heard me say that before, and they're like, yes, he is. I'm like, no, he's not. But his, like, his ideologies are a little off. That's all. Mm. And I feel like with Victoria, I mean, I, mean, I don't I'll, know. I'll say they were off at the time. It's been a while since I've seen him, so he, I don't know. He could change. That's true. That's nice of you. Um, I don't, we don't know if Victoria is a good person, obviously, because we've only seen her on this TV show for a hot minute and it's impossible yeah. to know. But I feel like maybe that's, she just went into it knowing she wanted to stir the pot. And now she's like so far deep that she can't go back. And she's like imagining scenarios in her head, like this feud with this girl, Maryland. Where, where did that come from? Marilyn, Marilyn. I don't even know. I didn't know her name until all of a sudden she was like the mean girl that Victoria was trying to yeah, say. Yeah. You know, it's COVID. And it's already hard. It's already hard that you, you, you're in a bubble. But then add COVID on top, you got to get imagination somewhere. You got to entertain yourself some kind of way. I, that's my only explanation. I don't know what baby girl doing. I, I'm just, I'm watching like everybody else is, eating my kettle corn. 
<laughs> truly. Um, and then on the so on the one on one date also with Brie. For I just want to say I love her. I think she's so cool. She's gorgeous. I mean, these women are all gorgeous, like intimidatingly so. And she was the first one out of the limo. She got the first rose at the first rose ceremony. Like, I really have a good feeling about her. And I loved their conversation about their moms. And yes. I just feel like it was like a super bonding thing. I think we're gonna see her go far. If I had to make a too soon prediction. Two things to, to your statement. One. I'm a little, I'm a low key jealous of Matt. He got some baddies, uh, and I'm not in nobody's DMs for the record. <laughs> and and two, they're so vulnerable this year. I love it. Like I, me as everyone knows, I wrote the book on it. I love being vulnerable and, and being introspective to myself. And so I'm loving to see this and watch this unfold. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think vulnerable has been a key word in The Bachelor before, but we didn't know if it was always, it's always hard too, because like sometimes when they open up, you feel like, or the big joke becomes like, oh, they're just telling their like sob story maybe to get the yeah. rose, which there's something to be said for that. But I feel like these are a little bit maybe more connections because they have something in common too, right. especially with great. Right. right, definitely. So, I mean, that's, to be honest, that's, that's true, right? At times we watch not only The Bachelor, but it could be America Idol, it could be any type of, reality show and they give you their their story right and it seems as if it's a bit disingenuous at times depending on the timing of it right the way Matt season is playing out it's just coming off raw real at the right timing it's seeming like it was supposed to be happening at that time it was supposed to happen at that time I agree I agree are you sick of people asking you if you um are mad you're not the bachelor <laughs> uh I think <laughs> I talk about it on my podcast talking it out but no, I'm not mad because it's awesome when not only your peers within the Bachelor Nation, but then also the fans of Bachelor Nation wanted you to be a Bachelor. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all obviously comp and it's nothing towards Matt James. I think people are liking him too, but there was just a lot of attention around you and this whole first Black Bachelor title also kind of, which, you know, was important to talk about and to make happen long overdue, but it kind of took on a life of its own. And I feel like people were really rooting for you. But and you take that with, you know, what it is. But I think that's so interesting. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I'm I'm still a blessing. Like I said, how I started this off, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I got nothing for love for Matt. That's great. Let's talk about this group date that I assume you wouldn't want to be on, because why do they keep making people wear wedding dresses? It's so weird. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> that, that I ain't go front. Some things I question, like some things I'm scratching my head. on. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what are we doing? Like, come on. I don't know what I would rather do less. Try on like a horrible wedding dress and pose for photos in front of 18 girls with this guy who I've known for 10 seconds or play capture the flag in that wedding dress. I really feel like that's my, the least, the thing I'd want to do the least in this world. The capture the flag part in the wedding dress is kind of cool. It's like when you play Never Have I Ever, you can stump everybody because like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. true. I feel like they really went for it with the like physicality of the capture the flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they see Matt, they're like, damn, he looks like he's physical. And so, you know, they had to follow suit. Group dates <laughs> fascinate me. I, someone obviously who's never been on one, but has watched the show forever. Like in the moment, are you just so invested in the group date that you're just like going to go with it? Like you're going to do whatever crazy thing they want you to do? Or do you take a step back and you're like, why the hell am I doing this right now? No, to be honest, I'm, I'm just a jovial person. So I was like, all ball, balls to the wall. I'm all in there. Okay. Like every, every group day that we had, the rugby group day was still my favorite that we did. Uh, but every group day we had, I was all in there. Because on my season, Hannah was our lead. And Hannah was like, she wanted to see us, like, you know, compete. Yeah. So that's how I took it. 
I mean, that's definitely probably the right attitude to have and not be too yeah. serious and just kind of jump in. But I feel like some of the tasks are li lately with the being stuck in one location, they've been forced to get quite creative. Yeah. I mean, did you, are we going to talk about like the, the financial discrepancies between Claire Tasha season and Matt season? Let's <laughs> talk about it because holy upgrade. Holy upgrade. <laughs> I mean, justice for Tasha slash Claire, that poor yes. Palm Springs resort. I mean, it, they, it felt like they were in the same driveway sweating every episode. <laughs> they definitely, they got their stimulus check. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. That is so good. I know. I feel like I saw, I heard someone, I don't know if it was Robert Mills or Chris Harrison or something saying that the, it was just like so much more rush trying to figure out the La Quinta thing. And they were just, it was still like COVID was still such a question and they were trying to figure everything out. Whereas this, once they did that, they had more time to plan and they went to a castle in freaking Pennsylvania for this. Yeah. They couldn't go to a castle the first time. Like seriously. I know. I really do kind of feel was bad. The, was, the, was the castle booked on Airbnb? Like. <laughs> Honestly, they would have been better off at the Bachelor Mansion just staying right. there than that resort, I feel like, the La Quinta of it all. I think they just wanted – I mean, the Bachelor Mansion is dope. I ain't going to lie. I think they just wanted to – I don't know. I don't know what they think. Obviously, I have no idea how they think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but justice for justice for Tasha. But at least she has that. Hopefully, that all works out, and it'll be worth all the months she spent. Her makeup still looks flawless in that heat. I just don't know how she did it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. Um this group date also did the classic bachelor thing of half the losers go home and the winners get time with the lead. Now, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, this is kind of silly. Like it's starts drama, but there was 18 girls on the state. If they didn't do that, these people would have not had one second with him. Correct. They wouldn't have been able to see him at all. So like, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. And did and like, like always a sore loser vibe when, if your team ever lost like a group date situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it shows there's times where like when you're on a group date and you lose and you got to go home, it shows how much of a leader that you are and how much of like, I ain't going to front. Like my, the fellas on my show know that I wanted time with Hannah. And so I'll be pissed if we lost a group date and I didn't get time with Hannah because of the misfortunes of one of my teammates. Because he can't kick a soccer ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, bro. You're messing up. So funny. Well, during the night portion of that date, we did see another very honest conversation with, I believe her name is Lauren, who mm -hmm. ended up getting the group date rose. And they talked about religion and bonded over that, which made sense that she got the rose. And something I thought that was so interesting that Matt did was bring the rose out of the room and give it to her, not in front of everyone. And I thought that that was maybe because he's never been on the show before and he doesn't know you're supposed to like do it in front. But I kind of liked that. Uh, I, I don't know if that was Matt's idea or the producer's idea. So True. I, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Yeah, I don't know. I will say that the ladies are treating Matt in a very distinguished manner, right? Uh, that's that's how I feel. And I don't know if it's because he's the first black bachelor or just because of his aura as an individual, uh, or do they just simply know the, his, the significance of this season? But that's been kind of cool to unfold and, and watch as it plays out. Yeah, I totally agree. I think maybe it is also because they don't know as much about him as they know about other yeah, leads, yeah. and you kind of lean into what you know. Like, they always have their thing. Like, Colton was the virgin, and yeah, um, Peter was the he pilot. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah so they, they, like, lean into the stereotype, and Matt is just, like, Matt, the yeah. hot guy, the hot first black bachelor. Yeah, that's that's not a bad something to know. It's not bad. No, great. <laughs> great um victoria also you know made her mark on this group date she got to kiss matt after asking for a kiss which was quite uncomfortable for all of us to watch everyone online is talking about how matt kisses with his eyes open and i feel bad yeah. for him that he's getting critiqued on this yeah his oh i'll say it this is what i'm known for i'll say whatever 
Um, I was on Bachelor in Paradise, and I remember one of the, the 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 fellas and I and the ladies, all of us, were sitting down at like a little fire pit, and we were asking the girls like their worst kiss, and their worst kiss was someone in Bachelor Nation. And <laughs> Matt, I love you, bro, but you're not showing us the best kissing right now. <laughs> Maybe he's nervous in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully so. I just saw Tyler. Uh, tweeted out Tyler Cameron, his best friend. He tweeted out uh, Matt kissing with his eyes open too. It's just like, oh, Matt, come on now. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little rough. And with her especially, it was like, she asked, with it, I don't know. And I, I feel like it's hard probably for the lead to like turn down a kiss too, which is probably an awkward position. I don't know. Maybe Anna turned down two people. I know for sure. I'm not going to say their names, but okay. I think you can turn down people. I think it's okay. probably frowned upon. But I know for a fact you could turn down people. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's good to know. Um, the second one-on-one -on -one date was with Sarah, who you mentioned. And I think she seems great. Um, she's one who her dad has ALS, which is super sad. And yeah. she was fairly candid with Matt about that on their one-on-one -on -one date, which also kind of made it a serious tone. And she got the rose. And I like her, but I kind of think maybe she's going to crash and burn. I think sometimes when they get a lot of attention in the beginning – they like fall in love really quickly. And then the lead has to still like go entertain these other people. And then some people are like made for it. And other people are like, why aren't you giving me attention? You're like my boyfriend. Does that make any sense? No, it makes complete sense. I, I remember someone specifically like that on my season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good point. It's a good perspective. I didn't, I never looked at it that way. I don't I, know why I, I think about I it. Especially from a, a caddy group, I can see someone like saying, well, hold up, you're my boyfriend. Like, what do you mean? Like, Come on, you can't do that. Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of that. And with her specifically, I only say it because she does have a dad who's sick and she has a lot on the line. And maybe like that also get in your head. Like, why am I here to fight for time with someone for five minutes? But like, you also know that's what you signed up for. So it's always like that. The eternal debate of this show is when people get upset that they're not getting attention. But it's like, this is the show. <laughs> hey, I mean, you signed up for it. It's as simple as that. Like, it, it wasn't. You volunteered to go on the show. Whether you signed up or someone reached out to you or signed up for you, at the end of the day, would you be on the show or not? You said yes, so you volunteered. Totally. And, like, this is what you signed up for, to date this man with several other women who might, you know, act like queens and start fake feuds with you. Like, that's what you potentially signed up for. <laughs> start fake feuds with you, you know. Yeah, the tale's all this time. Um, Abigail has obviously also been a standout. She got yeah. some cute time with him at the cocktail party, mentioned, you know, doing a little signs with him for whatever. Did you ever send Hannah any signs, Mike? Did I like sign language? No, no, but like she was saying that like, when I tug my ear, I'll be like, you'll know that I'm oh, thinking. Oh, yes, yes, like, yes. It's like unwritten things. I feel like you hear about this stuff sometimes afterwards. And I, no, I didn't. I just, my, my demeanor, if I want you, I'm gonna go get you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Do you still talk to Hannah at all? Are you guys friends? Um, no, we don't, we don't talk. I have her number, she has my number. Uh, we're, like, if we see each other, we'll, you know, hug it out, say what's up. But we're not, like, we don't FaceTime all the time. Oh, you don't? <laughs> yeah, we don't FaceTime every day. I don't have it. I'm not that cool. She's got a lot going on. Um, I was just curious, because that's another thing. It's a lot of times, like, the leads become friends then, because they keep, you know, they fall so hard for She just had a weird ending, that, that poor Hannah Brown. So I don't, I just don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> all right, back she to Matt. She's doing great, yeah. She, yeah. I'm sure she is. Um, the Victoria thing, just before we wrap that up, this Maryland quote-unquote feud what the heck was that <laughs> I, I i sometimes think purely being on tv makes you act wild like mm -hmm. 
for no damn reason. Like, literally, I think that you see a camera 10 feet in front of you, you're like, I got to do this. Like, it's like, oh, come on. Like, I that's think you forget that there's a camera. That's such a good point, too, because I think that's why we have such successful shows like The Real Housewives, where they just like are doing it because they have the camera in front of them. And no one really speaks like this in everyday life. Yeah. But when you are and like when she wouldn't let her sit next to her on the couch when she was a, a I don't know what she was apologizing for, but she apologized anyway. And I was like, now Victoria looks even, quote unquote, crazier because she won't even talk to the girl in a normal way. Like she wouldn't let her sit next to her. That was like catty loser shit. He said catty loser shit. Victoria is a. Uh... You know, when I think of the name Victoria, I think of like royalty and I think of a queen, right? It's like a, a regal name, mm-hmm. but baby, <laughs> baby, we got some, we got some, if royalty is the name that you're going for, we got to do some work. I know. I totally agree. And like I said before, I feel bad because like, you never know, like, you know, these people, I'm sure she's getting insane. Social media is crazy and it's never cool to message anyone, anything. It's never cool. Like, right. doesn't matter. Never, like, never, never, never. Totally. And I hope that, you know, she's has some sort of someone monitoring that or something because I don't, you know, you don't want anything to go too far. At the same time, I feel like she showed up on the show, like I said, wanting this to like be her role. And maybe she didn't realize like that it was going to come off so intense. Aggressive or intense. Aggressive, intense. Intense, yeah. Intense is a softer word. Sometimes yeah, people like to take my words and like, you know, put them on steroids. So intense is a better term. Okay. We're asking everyone this, inspired by Victoria, who is your favorite Bachelor, quote-unquote, villain of all time? Um, Olivia Cardi, I was told was a villain. I never watched her season, so this answer is kind of slight. I was told she's a villain, but we did a podcast together, and she's pretty awesome. She, I feel like, and I don't know her, like, well, by any means, but I feel like she was one of the ones who that editing actually turned her into, like, because she was being sarcastic, but they cut out the laughs, or like she was clear her and Ben and her had a great connection because she got the first impression rose. But then so she was kind of one of those people like joking, like I'm Mrs. Higgins, but then they cut out the joke. So then it looked like she was kind of crazy. But I genuinely think maybe she was a victim to editing, whereas Victoria showed up in the crown and it's like, yeah. I don't know if it's editing. I think it's you. You say, I think it's you, baby. I'm sorry. I, I do. I'm sorry to say it. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, maybe you'll show us a softer side of yourself in some way, but I just don't know. We never know. That's but that's the beauty of it. We just want to keep eating our kettle popcorn and just watching. I know. And even her, I will say also, like, she had a moment during, I don't remember, I think it was this week's episode when she, you know, opened up about feeling insecure and like her, her dress and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's like relatable. But then she very quickly walked into the room and was like, I, I talked to him about everything. So I'm definitely getting the rose. And it's like, all right, now you ruined your nice human moment. Yeah, like, I was about to say that because it's quite honestly, the people that, the people, our, our viewers that are watching back home, like, whatever physical and or disability and or what characteristics you have, we resonate with, right? Mm-hmm. And so Victoria has so many fans already because they resonate with her for one reason or another. And then she says something crazy. Exactly. It, it's like, uh, I hate to say this. It's kind of like Kanye West says, he's, sometimes he's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he said something, it's like, bro, what, what, what you just messed it all up. Bro, come That's, on. wow, comparing Victoria to Kanye West, I kind of love it. <laughs> kind of here for it. He's like, kind of here for it. Like, <laughs> we, wanna, we want to love them so hard, mm-hmm. and then they just keep doing something that's kind of crazy. I know, and it's like, I want to be entertained by her and just let it go, but she's kind of being less entertaining and just more irritating. I'm just going to say, Victoria, if I see you, baby, I'm going to give you a big hug and a squeeze. Oh. That's nice of you. We got to make sure we put that in the net. In the <laughs> that, will, that will make the cut. Um, 
do you have any predictions, too soon predictions, of who you think is going to make it really far for Matt or who who you think Matt should be putting his eye on? I'm I'm all in on Bray, personally. I mean, if it was me, I know I'd be for my own, but I won't say. No, tell me. <laughs> I think Matt likes Abigail. Uh, she's very cute, very uh, humble. Uh, very, I I like Abigail from Matt. Um, I like, like Rio. I also, wait, wait, is Bree? No, who's my the, my Ethiopian chick? 32 years old, pharmacist. Oh, I don't, I don't remember her name. I forget her name. I, I like her as well from Matt. Uh, yeah. Okay, and who for you? <laughs> You're not going to tell me? I'm not the bachelor. Okay, that's fair. Let's talk about your podcast because you are a podcaster now with Brian. Are you Are you guys in like a competition with Rachel and Becca? <laughs> no competition, baby. No competition. We just want to be great. And tell me about the show. What are you guys going to cover that's different from other podcasts that are out there with Bachelor alums? Tell me all the our, things. Our podcast is, quite honestly, we're under the Bachelor banner, but we're not a Bachelor podcast. That's one of the best ways to describe it. We talk about real things that affects everyone in some kind of way from the male psyche. So, for example, talking about the show, we could talk about people always ask, uh, why don't they have a woman that's not a size zero or size four, right? That's something that could be a topic that we can discuss from the male psyche. We could talk about uh, Matt being the first black bachelor and the pressure that he gets from white culture and black culture. Or we could talk about how I'm personally in love with Princess Jasmine looking women and they've never been like on The Bachelor, right? Or we could talk about prenups. We could talk about sex on the first day. We could talk about women that are scantily clothed on IG, but then how people may perceive them and it's kind of wrong. We could talk about plastic surgery in America. We could talk about anything that is like a trigger point is what we talk about. Wow. It sounds like there's a lot to unpack. Oh, so much. I, I really want, and I'm going I'm to I'm shout this individual out because I want them on my podcast. I want to uh, talk to Nikita Dragon. Okay. Tell me why. Because Nikita Dragon, she's doing her damn thing. Like She's a, uh, a progressive woman and is making strides around social media. And I would like for people that don't necessarily understand or approve of Nikita's Dragon Life, I would love for Nikita Dragon to have the platform on our show to discuss why some people are hypocritical and why loving yourself is the only thing that matters. So I would love to have Nikita Dragon on our show. Wow, I love that. And your book kind of talked about some of this stuff too, right? Yes, definitely. Making the love you want. Bestseller, go get it. <laughs> go get it. It's still available. There's still time to love yourself in Mike, the Mike Johnson way. I like that. I like that. I'm going to coin that. Mike Johnson way. All right. I get 10%. <laughs> um, you're also like a TV host now, correct? Did I read that somewhere? Yes. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to be like The Rock and Michael Strahan. And oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to make my rounds. You know, I'm, that's why I said I'm blessed and highly favored. Uh, myself and Taste of Fox, uh, we teamed up. And we, quite honestly, I'm just loving life. We get to do, I get to do on Taste of Fox what I always love to do, which is to eat, dance around my place, and have a good time. And I'm eating That's amazing better. foods. I'm giving facts about these amazing foods on national holidays. And, like, like isn't, isn't food the way to our stomach? I mean, isn't food the way, food is the way to our hearts, right? At least for me. And so... I get to just have a wonderful time, eat amazing foods, give amazing facts, like stuff that I didn't know and probably the fans won't know. And quite honestly, just make everyone hungry and tasty. 
I mean, I love that. I think it's, it's so interesting. I'm always fascinated to see post-bachelor, bachelorette contestants, the journey they go on. It can go one way or the other a lot of the time. <laughs> and I feel like you have a lot going on, which is great. And I feel like you definitely have, you know, your platform and your message and it's out there. I appreciate that. There's there's two things that I did last year and completed last year that I will be unveiling this year as well that you, you just, I, I'm just really happy. I'm really happy. Wow. <laughs> if you guys could see the smile. <laughs> I'm really happy. Um, overall, looking back at this last whirlwind year, and my last question before I let you go, what have you like? What have you learned or taken away from this? I mean, it's been a full year since you were on Hannah's season mm -hmm. and more, plus Paradise. A lot has gone on. The pandemic has happened. Everything that's happened in the country. I mean, it's just been a while, let alone your stint on reality TV. Everything that's happened otherwise, it's been so crazy. What have you learned? What have you taken away from 2020 that you're bringing into 2021? Well, well I, the big, you know, as as human beings, it's sad to say, but the the things that stick out the most are the negative things. Yeah. And in 2020, we had some negatives for sure, for sure. And I just want, I learned that my following adores me, my extended family, and they uh, understand my plight and my black people's plight. And I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm so thankful for my following, my fan base. And I'm thankful for the individuals that necessarily don't know personally and or don't have to deal with certain things, but they are wanting to learn and they have an open ear. And I learned that in 2020, we can all grow. Um, we are able to show compassion and enact change. Wow. I love that. Sometimes we get deep on this Bachelor podcast. It's not all queens. Sometimes <laughs> there's real life stuff going on, you know? Hey, when I think of 2020, that's honestly the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, for sure. Well, Mike, you're the best. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else you would like to plug to? What's the pot name of the podcast again? Tell everyone so they can listen. Talking it out. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, the Wondery app, and baby, just wherever you're listening to your podcast. And if you're a real one, you're not going to DM me no more. You're going to subscribe to Talking It Out. What happens in your DMs that you're getting people asking you questions? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I just want people to subscribe. <laughs> All right, subscribe, subscribe. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I know you're not going to tell me, but are you single right now, Mike? Are you dating anyone? What's happening there? You know, the title of my book is a, is the answer to this question. I'm making the love I want. <laughs> wow, vague, but available now. <laughs> Thank you for joining good. me. And you have to come back anytime. And no, definitely. I really care. I definitely you're the really best. Truly do. Truly do. <laughs> Okay, I'll have a great rest of your day. Thank you. That was fun. You too. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Thank you to Mike Johnson. Thank you to Matt James for, as I said, taking his shirt off. And for, you know, let's thank Queen Victoria for giving us something to talk about. Make sure you come back every week for a new episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Subscribe, like, share, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. You know the whole thing. And I'll talk to you next week.